What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Josh Forty Effect, a podcast that is designed to make you smart. And we are here with the one, the only, the incredible Miss Catherine. Oh, Mrs. Mrs. Catherine Jones. I can't say Miss anymore. Mrs. Mrs. Catherine Jones. Jones. Oh. Can you believe it? Against all odds, we found our How, parent. It's against all, all odds. <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. I genuinely am so good. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. Like, seriously, I'm at a stage of life where there's like momentum and there's clarity. And um, mm. I did a podcast episode with Russell Brunson recently. And he's like, oh my gosh, it's Josh back in certainty. It's going to be amazing. You're going to take over the world. And like, that's yes. how I feel. Like there was just this like phase with everything, the rebrand mm. and like with everything that's there, there's just like confusion, right? And it's just like staring at the wall and like what comes next and like, ah, and like, then I see yours. Like, I want to burn the business to the ground. I'm like, yeah, yes. that was me. Like, I just like, <laughs> screw this all. I don't want to sign any more clients. And ah, this. And so like, it was, it was really, really uh, confusing for a while, but it's good. Like, seriously, like yeah. life is good. We're in a blizzard right now. It's absolutely complete blizzard outside, complete whiteout. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's good. freezing over here too. So I, I mean, honestly, to be honest, I have a blanket on while we speak. You know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what's interesting is you are married now, and that yes, that and so are the you. very first. I am married now too. Is the best thing yes, ever. Marriage is ah is. so good. We're gonna have to jam about this. But what's interesting is the. Do you remember the very first podcast that we did together? about boy drama wasn't it yeah the the title the title of the podcast episode was Catherine jones has boy drama that well, was listen, that was the, you weren't you weren't wrong about that but now we don't have boy drama anymore no well, we don't not. have any no we do not have any boy drama and honestly now we just have a man in our life and awesome i was and i was she's like what what's like what's the thing you're most proud of and i said it's so crazy because i think if you would have asked me two or three years ago, I would have thought to like all these business, 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 business things. Um, yeah. But I think I, I feel so blessed. I was, I flew out to go, a client flew me out. So we were helping, we were with her team. My team was with them. We were just hashing out other stuff. And um, I think you found this too. And you're like working with people. We were just talking about this before. Like people don't know how to sell their stuff. Like they just don't know how to do it. And I think one of the things when you're in it is you don't actually recognize how cool you are. So like after like writing her copy and all stuff, she like casually mentions that she's won all these awards and she casually mentions that she's spoken at these events and casually mentioned that she's been featured in the NCAA. And I was like, okay, pause. Like we need to pause and take a second <laughs> because you like, we, we're not using all our material right now. So I said, right. you have 10 minutes to brag about yourself. Start from as early as you can remember. We're going to go chronologically ready go just to try and like scrape through everything. So she's listing all these things, listing all these things. And she kind of finishes and like the timer goes off for a second she goes you want to know what though and I said what she goes if I'm being honest I think the thing I'm most proud of is that I've been married for 17 years and mm. I really love him and he really loves me and wow. that hasn't come easy but we've decided that that's what we wanted and we stuck with it and it was mm. just like so beautiful to have this like 10 minutes of her all of her professional accolades and she's a rock star in sports and all this stuff and blah blah, blah. And she goes y'all know what like that matters but the thing that I'm most proud of is this, and I'm so grateful to learn that. And I think now, and I, and I wonder, I'd love to hear like your perspective too, like having me in your life yeah. where you're, you're like, you want to know what? All these things are awesome. And it's so interesting having had a business for so long without a spouse, but it's like having a business and all these other accolades is so awesome. But if that like unit isn't like a hundred percent great, then like, it doesn't matter. And yeah learn too or I heard a lot of people say like once you get married or once you're a mother like 
about your business. You won't care. And I was just like, listen, I'm hearing you. Yeah. And I don't get it. Like, I'm like, I don't believe you because like this yeah. is my baby. Like, and I put everything into this. And now I think with context, it's like, yes, it still matters, but it only matters if like what's happening in your, in your house and in that relationship is first locked down. Yep. I think like every other thing, like um, there's this quote that says like all, um, like no success can compensate for failure in the home. And I think it's like mm. really dramatic, but I think it's really beautiful. And I think for the first time I'm starting to experience that where it's like, yes, like, um, and we need to talk about, we talked about this when we sat down in Florida. Does anything matter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like do our businesses even mean anything? I think it's awesome. I mean, like you and I are both kind of approaching a year of being married. And I think like what, I hope we come back in one, two, four, six decades, right? Kind of like giggle yeah. and think that. Oh, yeah, think. Yeah. And um, <laughs> but I think it is like, I think it is like such a beautiful thing, even with context of only just a year to be like, oh, like I get it now. Like I understand why there was this detachment from my business when I first got married, because yep. I think there is a prioritization. Um, and it's not to like negate the fact that what we're doing is less important, but I think that there is a, there is like almost like a sequential order to it where it's like, how are things in my home? Like, are we chill? Are we good? Are we yeah. Awesome. Because that's going to bleed into everything else. And I just feel so grateful. I'm grateful for that woman that taught me that to even have that cognizance of it. I'm grateful to have like experience of business without a human, without my spouse. And yeah, it's like, it's this every, every decision is so much more meaningful. And I, I feel grateful to have a spouse that is just with me, you know, where it's like, listen, yeah. don't take over the world. I'm with you. I'm doing the same thing where the business actually becomes so much more meaningful and important and um, just impactful than it ever was before. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just feel so grateful for that. So yeah, being married yeah. is the best. And I think it is, uh, it's like a beautiful, humbling experience where you are able to kind of bury I love that verse in the Bible. Do you know the verse in the Bible where it's like, um, when I was a child, I did things as a child, but now that yeah. I'm a man, I put away childish things. I think that yep. has been like the most, yes, like yeah. that has been the most beautiful thing of marriage. And I think not in like a, you're an idiot, you're a child, but in this like beautiful right. invitation to be like, do you want to grow up this way? You don't have to, but do you right. want to? And it's like, yes, I actually do want to do that. And it feels really ennobling to say, okay, cool. Like they were to have awareness of, wow, that was, and not in like a degrading way, but that was a childish way of living. Cool. I'm going to grow up and how cool to have a human that's like, cool, let's do it. I'm with you. Yes. And I think that like, if, if there's, I think one phrase to describe what marriage did to me, it was like marriage made me grow up. Yes. Right? Like, like it, but like in the best way possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember, you know, there's, that songs about you know forever young right everybody wants to be forever yes. young right and i'm like nope not anymore i am yeah. like i am i am ready to be like i'm i love my life i love being young i love youth it's amazing right but like i look at my parents and my parents have i mean my parents are still together after 29 years going on they just had their i think their 29th anniversary right uh yeah 29th anniversary and like they're they're in Washington DC together, marching for freedom and they're you know, doing their causes and they're like trapped. And I'm just like, that's so inspiring, right? To like, and they fought for that marriage. They, I mean, they, they, they put in the work, they, it was not easy, right? And it was like, I can't wait to be 20 years into marriage. I can't wait to be mm -hmm. 40 years into marriage. I can't wait to be 60 years into marriage. And like looking back, because I think the biggest thing for me was I, I have you know relationships in general, not even romantic relationships 
have been difficult for me in my life. Um, mm -hmm. I've been stabbed in the back, if you will, yeah, uh, you, know, you know, growing up a little bit and, uh, you know, felt really, really betrayed by a lot of people. And so mm -hmm. like in business, business was this thing that like, it didn't stab me in the back. Business yeah. was the thing. Yes, it took all of my energy. Yes, it took all of my focus. Yes, it made my mm -hmm. life miserable sometimes. But you know what? It gave me freedom. It made me money. It fulfilled me. Like this thing was exciting, right? And so like relationships were ugly. They were messy. They were yucky. They were emotion. They were ugh, right? Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, and, and Katie, which <laughs> we could talk, we do an entire episode on Katie Richardson, right? Like, gosh, what a woman, right? But like Katie was the one, I mean, I really say she probably saved my relationship in the sense of Katie was the one that gave me permission to, to explore emotion mm -hmm. and to like deal with that, that those failures and deal with that, that hurt and that pain and discover that like the most beautiful thing in the world is an emotion filled relationship, right? Like in that yeah. connection and that day. And like, then I married Leah and it was like, Oh my gosh, you want to talk about an ROI on investment? You want to yeah. talk about the single greatest thing that I can possibly do to make my life better is make her life better, right? You want to talk mm -hmm. about the single greatest thing. And it was like the business for me was I was married to my business before, before Leah, right? Like that yeah. was my partner. That was my spouse, right? But you know what? My business gave me no emotional support. Yeah. My business gave, did not comfort me in time of, of need or in time of the, the business took and it took and it took and it took and then Kyle dies and it took some more, right? And then it wanted more and it, like it never stopped and it never yeah. stopped. And, it, and then it was like this other thing that enters my life and it's there and like I can, it's crazy. Like, you know, you invest so much into your business, right? Yeah. And like entrepreneurs, and I don't mean to bash anybody I don't have anybody specific in mind, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they never even remotely invest closely into their spouse as, they, as much as they do into their business, right? Yeah. And I'm like, the ROI is not like 1X or 2X. It's like 50X yeah. better yeah. investing. If you were to put the amount of time into your relationship than into your business, because it, you figure out problems in your business that you didn't know you had, right? Totally. You figure out there's so many things. And so now the business did not become the result or the goal. The business became the tool. Right. Mm -hmm. And like that shift of like, no, the, the result is not the business. That's not what you're trying to accomplish. That's not what you're trying to do. If you want to make your life better, if you want to yeah. make the life of the people around you better, if you want to have a good family, if you want to have, you know, a good spouse, like you've got to fix yourself and you, yeah. the way to go through and fix yourself is like, go invest in somebody else. Because totally. if you like, there's no reason, like we, Jordan Peterson, you know, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like freaking, by the way, he just went on Joe Rogan for four and a half hours. I can not wait anyway there's two things that jordan peterson like you know, said about this is number one he's like the way to fix the world is to fix yourself right yeah. like and number two he's like you have to understand that we as humans are inherently monsters he's like we are not inherently mm -hmm. good right i firmly believe that i believe we're fallen in need of a savior right and he's like when you understand that you're a monster you're selfish you're you're a selfish human being right and he's like yeah so understanding that about yourself is something you need to be aware of. And so for me, like I realize, like I am selfish, but guess what? The thing that makes me want to give up my selfishness, the thing that makes me want to go and become a better person is not be that me trying to get better because like I can just go make more money and I can indulge in Vegas or I can indulge with women or men or, you know, spoils of the, like cool. But like when yeah. you have somebody else and it's like, by me getting better, by, by me being less selfish, by me improving myself, it makes their life better. That reward is yeah. like 
you know it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I remember when when Travis and I were dating, we kind of entered into, and I think everybody does, right? And I think um, like people always say like the first year of marriage is the hardest. And I feel really grateful we haven't experienced that. Like, right. and, and I think the reason why <laughs> is because I think honestly what happens is I think when also in your marriage, you're forced to confront a lot of stories and a lot of things that maybe you could easily bypass. And, and I feel really grateful, Travis and I, I think just by nature of who we are, like if there's a problem, we have to deal with it. Like we can't yeah. just like let it yep. like wander by the wayside. So I remember when, I mean, we fell in love fast. Like, and I don't know, I don't actually know the origins of your story with Leah, but when Travis and I met, it was one of those things where it's like, we met and we were together. Like we just were us. Like we met and it was over, you know? I mean, yep. I met him on day one, we kissed on day three, we were dating on day four. Like I just loved him and my soul came alive with him. And so you're kind of having this like, oh my gosh, we're in love, heart eye emoji, everything's perfect. And then about like six weeks, two months in, you have kind of one of those first um, like confrontations where I call them like heart bruises, you know, or also you're like, oh, mm. like, like maybe did you break my trust? Maybe do I need to put my walls up? Like, are like, are you actually who I thought you were? And it's the initiation of about six, seven months worth of this just all consuming wrestle where, um, where it was like, oh my gosh, uh, can we do this? And it's so crazy. You look at our journal entries, they're insane, Josh. Like literally like, and on both fronts where I'm like, I'm like day one, I am so in love with this blah, blah, blah. Day two, I don't know if we're gonna make it. I don't know, can we do this? Day, day three, or I'm literally like, come on, Travis, we can do this. Day four, oh my gosh, how'd I ever die? It's like, I'm not like myself. But the reason why is because I think that if you're gonna play this game of like really being one, really being with, I mean, you have got to kill stories that aren't true. And yeah. Travis, I just was so grateful for him. I mean, he taught me this. I remember like we started this series of conversations where it's like, oh, I don't know if I want what you want. And I don't know if I want what you want. I mean, that has like so many implications to it. And I remember that the way that he introduced, uh, like the way we started to have these conversations, which uh, where we were trying to, to bridge the gap of this dissonance between us is this, is, this is how he said it. He said, the story I'm telling myself is blank. And then he'd say it and he says, is that true? And mm. I remember hearing that being like, how you have not spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in coaching and you can come to me with that sentence. Yeah. Like, I'm like, who are your parents? Like, that's what I think. It was like so beautiful. He's like, the story I'm telling myself is X, is that true? And that just started to become the vernacular. Like mm. it wasn't accusatory. It wasn't nope. set in stone. It was just like, this is what's happening in my brain right now. And I need you to confirm or deny. And can we move forward? And it became this like, I mean, in some instances, painstaking, right? But it became this process of cutting out untrue stories and rewriting the true ones together. And in the midst of this, Travis also, and his like all-knowing wisdom, he's like so brilliant. He said something to the effect of, he's like, I think if we're not careful, we come to resent the person that we love most because they force us to look at stories of ourselves that we're most afraid mm. of. Mm. And he's like, I fear myself. And he said that in the sense of like, the story I'm telling myself is you're the bad guy. Like you're making me address the fact that I'm insecure about X, Y, Z. And you're the one that's making me look at the fact that I have And you're the one making me doubt whether or not I'm right X, Y, Z. And it's just simply, and I said the same thing about him. It was just simply of the, by the nature that we existed. Yeah. Like it wasn't that, what is happening here, blah, blah. But it was just like, hey, if we're going to grow together, like you have, you have to build stories together rather than separate, which means that untrue die 
and even really, really difficult ones. And again, like talk about like how it's so much more exciting and meaningful. And I think eternal genuinely to improve with your person rather than for a person or even with your person rather than for a business. And I'm just like so grateful for the lessons I've learned because I now look at that and I, and I think the same thing can happen with your business where it's like, oh, I'm starting to resent my business because of what it's revealing in myself right now. Where it's like, oh, maybe I'm not good at these things or maybe I am a little vain in this respect or maybe I want this and maybe my priorities aren't straight. And you're like, I resent this and I want to kill it, you know? And vice versa too, where you can look at your business and say, this business is bringing up this story in me. Is that true? And I I just think it's such a beautiful lesson to learn that you figure out things with your human. All of a sudden, I think that you can really start to look at what are the purposes and meanings behind the, the means by which I'm spending my time and energy and doesn't actually matter. Yeah. And I think ah, there's so many good points there. And I think one of the things that was interesting for me is so like I grew up in a relatively strict uh, religious home where yeah. there was, it's pretty, pretty clear black and white, right, wrong, right? There's, there's very much not gray area on a lot of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when I first started working with Katie and Katie would tell me, she'd be like, like Josh, like you just have, like you have to throw out right and wrong for a second, right? I'm like, no, right? There's absolute right, absolute wrong, and she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, Josh, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not absolute truth. That's not what I'm saying, right? Because there is, right? There's things that are absolutely true, but she's like, you know, you you say like you you say these stories of like that story that is not true has to die. Well, mm-hmm. and and so I think we're probably saying the same thing. A slight twi- twist on that is like the story that's not serving you has to die because yeah, a story, a story is true if you decide it's true, right? Like if I decide that, that you know, you're the one that's making my life miserable, right? Like that might not be the reality of what's happening, but in my head, that story's true, right? And yeah. so if I believe a story to be true, then it, it, it plays the role of a true story in my life, whether it's true or not, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, for me, it was like, I had, to, I had to look at all the stories that I was telling myself and decide, is this story serving me? Is this story mm-hmm. serving my relationship? It's not, it's not of if it's true or not, right? Like absolutely, yes or no. It's simply, am I going to allow this story to be true in my life, right? Yeah. Am I going to allow these things? And I think the relationship element of it was the ultimate mirror. It was mm-hmm. this mirror of, it forced me to look at myself, right? And it forced me to go, because like my wife would respond a certain way. And I'd be like, why are you doing that? And she'd be like, and point it right back at me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing it too. Right. Like, hmm. oh my, anyway, like this. And so I'd have to go back and I'd be like, okay, like, is this story serving me? Is this story serving me? Is like this one. And like by going through and I, I'm a big believer and C- Catherine, you have the honor of being like one of my favorite sayings of all time comes from you. So I quote you a oh, lot. Wow. What is it? Yeah. Are you ready for oh. this? Okay. You said it a lot. You said it out stage. Uh, I, I know the second time you're at Funnel Hacking Live, which congratulations, just amazing. Um, but it's when your stories become their stories then your solutions become their solutions, right? Yeah. Like one of my favorite of all times, right? And what's interesting is that in my own head, I go, when my stories change, my solutions change, my results change, right? And so like when I'm going, when I look at the world, when I look at my customers, when I look at, you know, in business or Leah, right? And I go, yeah. hey, listen, like, what is the story that I'm portraying to her that I'm also telling to myself? Because if my yeah. story changes and then I can tell her, hey, my story has changed, then the story that she has about me in that area is also going to change. Right. Yeah. And all of life is just the stories that we tell ourselves. Right. I tell myself right. a story of why I drive my Jeep. Right. And I tell myself the story of why I freaking only 
Have we converted Travis yet? Like, is he on? Is he we on converted iPhone? Travis. He's coming yes. from Android to iPhone. I yes, Travis. That yes. Me. I know. Gosh, so he really does. He was, so he was text, pretty instant. Text him after. You'll see that blue bubble and you'll just know. Oh, my gosh. Group, I'm so excited. It was a group effort and you were a part of it, honestly. Oh, so, man. God bless. Well, I mean, I basically we, told him I was never going to invite him on the show, so. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, well, and now he can. The thing that I think is so cool about what you're saying is um, I think you might know her, Brooke Evans. She's one of my really hmm. good friends. And yeah, she yeah. taught me something Shout years and years ago. Before we were ever entrepreneurs, she was my boss at corporate and we were in like the education space and yeah. training space. And she said, she's like, if you look at the effective teachers, the most effective coaches, educators, they said, she said, they're the people that don't have what I call modes where they don't have teaching mode and like Catherine, teacher, mm. Catherine and relationship, Catherine and business, Catherine, like it's just Catherine. Like the Catherine yeah. that you see on camera is going to be the exact same Catherine that you see on stage, the exact same Catherine that you're going to see in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden there's no mode. There's no, there's no switches yep. to turn on and off, which means that you are able to uh, be really continuous and, and synchronous in terms of the decisions that you're making. And then all yeah. of a sudden what happens, and I think in a sense of creators like you and me, all of a sudden it's not like, Oh, like, I'm Josh, the husband, and now I'm Josh, the podcast guy. And now I'm Josh, the Facebook group dude. And now I'm Josh doing all these things. It's just, it's just Josh. And so I think all of a sudden these lessons that you are having with Leah, or I'm having with Travis, or you have with your parents, or I have with my parents, or we have with the guy at the supermarket, like they just, they, they fix and apply and help in every situation, every month. Yes. And it becomes this thing where it's like, oh my gosh, like, what a blessing that I don't have to walk out of my door and say, okay, like I have to take a wife Catherine hat and I need to put right. on business Catherine hat. It just is me. Catherine. And something that Travis and I talked about during breakfast this morning literally helped me with a task that I needed to do two seconds later for my business and vice versa. And I feel so grateful for that, for that principle that was taught to me. And I think it is like this, um, this it's a, it's, and I think it's a controversial game, right? Like there's this really, um, like popular tactic called uh what is it called the alter ego effect which i think that there is and and i'm somebody that i think has benefited from that and what i think that i'm learning is i think that that's a means to an end like yeah. i think the true game dude playing ryan holiday talks about this where he's like listen he's like everybody can win like you can be a jerk and win you can be smart and win you can get lucky and win like anybody can win but there are only a very select amount of people who are seeking to become the best versions of themselves. Yep. And then he finishes with that is the game to play. Yep. And I think that this game of, of alter ego effect is so beautiful in the sense that it's a jumpstart, but I do think it is a means to the ends of how can you actually just be you period. And yep. I think you and I, I mean, like, I think we're comparatively <laughs> young, right? Like I think all of a sudden, like talk about like, Oh, childish things, put away the childish things starting to even scratch the yep. surface on what that means i feel so grateful for that understanding in the sense of there can be a completeness in terms of wow like how beautiful that what i'm learning with travis is manifesting itself in my bank account and how well, awesome and that's what's happening in my bank account isn't ostracizing me from my relationship with travis it's just like this beautiful cycle of of playing the actual game of becoming yeah. And, and it's interesting. One of the things that I have taken a lot of pride in, or uh, a, a lot of like, people definitely do know about me. And I said this often is I'm the exact same person offline as I am online. Right. Because mm -hmm. people, they see me and <laughs> it's so funny. I took a, I took a Jordan Peterson personality test. Uh, nice. Weekend, what did it right? teach you? 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So Jordan, <laughs> you're gonna laugh so hard at this. Uh, so Jordan, Peterson, he, it's a, um, he has this program I bought, uh, called like basically understanding personality, right? Cause he's like, mm -hmm. Hey, the number one way you can basically get ahead in life is uh, like personality is the one universal thing. Like that, like every single person has a personality. Like if you can understand yourself better, you can understand other people better. Your life will be better. Right. So I'm like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. So I you know, buy the course, you know, marketing. Yay. And so, um, I go through and I'm like watching it. He has these five core personality traits, right? And inside mm -hmm. the five core personality traits, there's like two things that make up each personality trait. Right. And I don't remember what the exact ton of them are I could go through, but anyway, like, it's like how extroverted are you or how enthusiastic are you or how like motivated are you to like think versus like be this, whatever. But one of the categories is how polite are you? Right. That was like one of the things now it's interesting is, um, and then one of them is like assertiveness. And so I go and it's like, it's on this the analogy that he uses is if you're in a room of a hundred people, like if you score 50, then, you know, 49 people would be above you and 50 or, you know, 50 people would be below you on like that, like as far as being assertive or whatever. Right. And so like for assertiveness, right. I am the 98th percentile, 98th oh, yeah. meaning there's only one person in a room of a hundred that is more assertive and more, more willing or more likely to speak exactly what they think, regardless of what other people think than me. Only one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But guess what? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the, surprised about that. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Everybody knows that. Right. But like, here's the thing. I'm like that in real life too. And like my best friends in the whole entire world, right. Like that I'll hang out with, like when we hang out with other people that are not in that friends group, like they'll like mm. prep them. They'll be like, <laughs> you have to understand. Like, it's like, oh, it's just 40. Like you have to understand like 40 is he's like, he doesn't mean to be offensive. Like he's just telling you exactly what he thinks. Right. Yeah. What was interesting is. is that, but here's the thing. There's one that's politeness. Do you know where I rank in politeness? Well, I'm guessing on the other end, maybe. Yeah. There are not one. There are zero people that are less polite than I am when it comes to a circumstance where you're just going around and talking about things that are important to you or like whatever. Like when it comes to being polite, like my literally zero. I'm the last person yeah. there when it comes to, I don't care how you think. I, mean, I don't care how you feel. I don't care. This It's like, this is what I believe to be true. I don't care if you like it or not. Like this is, yeah. but like for me, I always come back to that. And that's, by the way, I'm as much bragging about that as I am ashamed of that, right? In, in a sense, right? Like, it's yeah. just a reality that I've very much know that I have to work on. But like, for me, going back to that thing of like, there's not a, there's not a mode of Josh. There's Josh, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, listen, and whether it's Russell Brunson or there's been several other people that have told me this that are pretty, pretty successful, right? That the reason that they'll invite me to places or the reason that they'll, you know, come on my show or whatever is because they're like, I know exactly what I'm going to get with you. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. They're, you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to stab me in the back. You're not going to change. Like if you disagree with me, you're going to straight up tell me right to my face that you think I'm wrong. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, there's, I'm a, obviously not for moral reasons, but I'm a huge Donald Trump fan. Right. Like I think Donald Trump was a net positive for America. Right. I think he's just tearing down the whole system. But like, if I thought Donald Trump was wrong, I would talk to him to his, to his face. Right. I'd be right. like, you're wrong. Right. And it's like, totally. so having that personality of like, you don't have to hide anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing that you're going to come back to me and be like, Josh, did you know that six years ago you said blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna be like, yep. I bought the domain dumb stuff. Josh 40 says.com. Yep. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I get, but like, yeah. you're not going to shock me. I know exactly where I stand. I think that's what you're talking about is when you are able to just like, this is me. This is the game I'm playing. This is who I am. This is who Leah married. This is who other people see. There's no difference, right? And yeah. when you are radically honest with yourself about that, it allows you to take an objective stand 
and go, cool. Yeah. These are things that I've got to change. And these are things that are my weaknesses. And so I can get up here and make fun of myself that I'm the least polite person, knowing that that is an area that I have to work on. Cause I'm like, well, I know that. I yeah. know that that's an area I got to work on. Well, and I think one of the things that I, and I, and I like commend you on this. I think having known you for several years, I think that, I think there is this fine line between like, I am Josh, hear me roar. And also like the fact that you said in the same sentence, like I recognize that's something I need to work on, right? Yeah. Like, oh, zero, I'm, that's something I'm gonna work on that. And as proud as I am embarrassed or ashamed or whatever you said. And also yeah. like, I know who I am, I'm not gonna change. And, and I think there is this really delicate line between that. And um, again, I was on a podcast earlier where I was with this young woman and um, it, we talked and at the end, she just basically like, listen, I hate every man. And at this point, I'm kind of like, listen, I'm going to be a boss, babe. And you either keep up with me or you're dead. Like you're dead to me. Like, I wow. don't care about you. Like, like everybody's trying to tell me to be smaller and like, go find somebody else that's small, either keep up with me or whatever. And I think that there is like so much beauty in that, right? Where it's like, I am me and I'm going to do this. And then also too, and I think again, talk about um, learning how to be with someone in marriage, right? Yep. Where it's like, yes, that is 100% true. And God has a chisel. Yep. Like God yep. has a chisel and the mark. And the that spouse marble. will be the biggest one. <laughs> oh my gosh. And like so beautifully so, right? But like yep. the stone, the actual slab of marble is the same. I think the chisel is now just saying, okay, cool. How can we actually refine and optimize all of these nuances of you to be incredible? Because you say that you're 0% on the politeness scale, but I would also say that you are maybe 100 in terms of thoughtfulness. Like the amount of handwritten notes I have received from you and the amount of gifts that I have received from you and the amount of texts and phone calls that I have received from you, like go far beyond what I have received from almost everybody else and it's not out of this game of like oh like can I woo you it's just like hey like are you okay or hey I thought you and Trav would really like this blah 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 or hey I really want you to meet Leah like and so it's interesting for me to hear this like politeness because I also think that there is this temptation to especially in the minds of creators and different things like this we're like we want to understand ourselves and blah blah, blah to not be like I'm zero percent polite you know what yeah I'm gonna double down and that's who I am <laughs> Um, right. But also to not say I'm 0% polite. And that means that I'm a terrible person. Right. And so I, anyway, I think I like, and I commend you on that. I think you're just like this incredible example and talk about even like the evolution of your business. Um, the fact that we're going from what it was before to this new podcast model, the sense that you're just like, yeah, like I am who I am. And one of the key characteristics of who I am is I'm ever evolving based on the truths that I learned. Yep. Period. And I think that, that I think is one of the coolest and uh, most like beautiful signs of a leader mm. who isn't like, Hey, I am absolute truth. Follow me. And, and, but rather somebody's like, yeah, I can look at something I said six years ago. I did say that. And I don't stand by that anymore because of what I've learned now. And, Thank you and so much for bringing it up. Yes. And I think it was, I think it was Tom Bilyeu. I could be wrong on this. Might've been Tony Robbins. It was one of the greats, right? There's, God bless him, right? And he was like the definition of absolute certainty, right? Because like absolute certainty is something that like you listen to my opinions, you would be convinced that any opinion I have, I would just die on that hill. And that's not necessarily mm -hmm. true, but like a lot of them I'm very opinionated about, right? But it was the definition of, abs or of absolute certainty. I'm sorry, the definition of, yeah, absolute certainty and radically open-minded, right? You have mm -hmm. to be absolute certain and radically open-minded at the same time. Me yeah. means this. It means that I am 100% convinced that this is the right direction and 100% of my effort is going to be going towards that. 
If, however, you can then come to me and show me why I am wrong, I am open to hearing that because I understand that I can be wrong on so many different things. But yeah. until you can come in with better evidence, better facts, and an actual reason why I need to change my mind, I am sticking to this and there's nothing you can do to change my mind about that. Right. Unless you can come in with better evidence. And like, I feel like that right there describes me and it described me when it comes to money, when it comes to politics, when it comes to relationships, because of this, I'm like, listen, there is no one that I personally know that is more willing to sit down and hear the other side than me. I take literally my biggest critics, like people that comment on every single one of my posts with a problem of it. And I bring them on my podcast and I'm like, cool. Tell me why I'm wrong. Right. Yeah. I bring people on that are like so pro the other side, pro Black Lives Matter, pro Biden, pro all the, I bring them on my show and I'm like, sweet, tell me your side of the story. Right. Like, yeah. I want to know that. I want to understand that. Right. And like nine times out of 10, I get done with it and I'm like, sweet, I'm glad I'm right. They're clearly wrong. And I keep right on going. Right. But then there's well, that 10%. Go, go, go. Yeah. Right. There's that 10% where I'm like, you have a point. I didn't see that. Yeah. Right. And then I got to evolve and I've got to change and I've got to keep, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, Travis, so my husband, he's like big into the education space and specifically about like, how do you curate young minds to be creators in a way that actually provides value into the world? And so he is like very much in education reformation and things like that. So he was reading a study yesterday and we were talking about it over lunch. So awesome. And essentially, it's talking about the stages of development in children. And mm. we started talking about, okay, what is like this first beginning stage look like? And what he said is he goes, it goes in a few different stages, but it starts with just this concept of me, where a baby when they're first being born has no idea that like the hand that's their own hand that's waving across their face is their own hand. <laughs> and the first thing that they have to do is like gain awareness of like, oh, this foot that's in my mouth every other minute is my foot and I can yeah. move my foot. Like, oh my gosh. And when I close my eyes, it's my eyes that are closing. So they first get an understanding of me. The next thing they get is what they call an understanding of it. Meaning, oh, like I, that, uh, that spoon, I can move that spoon. Like there's a awareness that there's something outside of me that I can control. So that spoon, yeah. or I can color on that wall or I can X, Y, Z. But then the next thing that happens is this concept of we, where it's all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, like there's me and there's my mom. And maybe like, uh, it's like the first time where this concept of sharing might come in, where it's like, oh, there's somebody else besides me that might need something. And then the next phase is what they call it. So it plural, where it's like, oh, not only do I have things that I care about, but my mom has things that she cares about. So even though I might want to draw on the wall, it's technically my mom's wall, so I shouldn't draw on the wall. So this mm. is like a really beautiful thing. And the thing that this study was saying is that this progression of me to it, to we to it, that essentially is the, the, the basis of the cycle from now till you're dead. Wow. It's not, it doesn't end when you're four, it doesn't end when you're 18, it doesn't end when you're 30. And so it's this perpetual cycle. And so I love what you're talking about in terms of this, like, hey, I have my biggest critics come on. I think that's part of our development, you and me. As I mean, I'm 31. I can't remember how you are old. You are. You're keeping. I'm me young. 28. 20. Well, when this app uh, drops, it's 28. 28 on Tuesday, next February 1st. Yay! Okay, so you're 28. I'm 31, and um, and I think we're still in the midst of this concept. And I think you and I are really in this midst of we, right? Where it's like, wow, like I might have my political beliefs, you might have your political beliefs, but I think going back to what you said earlier is where it's like, gosh, like you might have somebody that is like, oh my gosh, Bernie Sanders for life. And like <laughs> me as a capitalist, right? It's like, right. I, I, I'm not going to vote for Bernie. Like I'm not right, going right. to vote for Bernie, but right, right, right. I think it's my responsibility in this stage of development to go and 
talk to somebody who votes for, would vote for Bernie and even Bernie himself and say, I want to understand this concept yep. of we, like, why does that matter to you? And I think yep. that as we do, like you said, I think it can, it can double down on your own beliefs, but I think you're able to act and serve and create and grow inside your own belief set in a way that actually is more impactful to people uh, than, than to just people that think like you, because you understand what the other side is. And yeah. so it's like, wow, like I'm never going to vote for a Bernie, but how can I create things inside of my business that might still serve an audience that thinks different from me because yep. I now understand them. And I think yep. that is this game of development perpetually, right? Where again, it's not like, hey, I am woman, hear me roar. If you don't believe me, you're dead. But right. rather this, there actually is this like perpetually growing understanding and refinement of what I believe and why I believe it. And simultaneously, this perpetual understanding and refinement of what you believe and why you believe it. And again, I think those understandings help us to exist in the same space. And thus again, marriage, thus again, yep. politics, thus yep. again, it, it is, it just is the same game over and over again. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, there's the saying that's like, if you stand for, or if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. Right. Or if you don't stand for something, yeah. you'll fall for anything. Right. One of my favorite quotes of all time, or it's actually a verse in the Bible, uh, right? Um, there's the there's the verse, and I think it's in Timothy, where it's like um, you have to be able to give an account for what you believe, right? Mm -hmm. And be so an for example me, it's, of believers. Right, right. Yeah. For me, it's you have to know what you believe, why you believe it, and be able to defend it, mm -hmm. right? Those three things, right? You know what? Listen, if you can't do those three things, I'm gonna just in the. This is the brash, blunt side of me coming out. Like, if you can't do those three things, I'm gonna destroy you in every single conversation we have. Totally. Why? Because I know what I believe, I know why I believe it, and you bet your freaking butt I know how to defend it, right? Totally. And so if you can come in and you can meet me there, if you know why you believe what you believe and why you believe, or like what you believe, why you believe it, and are able to defend it, guess what? Now we get to have mm -hmm. a conversation, right? Totally. Now we get to sit down and you get to, you get to tell me why my side is wrong and I'm gonna listen to you. Why? Because you know why your side's right, right? And like, for me, like I have, and you know this, but like we work with Katie, right? Like I have dedicated my life to becoming better. I don't, I don't watch Netflix. I read books, right? I read 26 books last year. It's the most books I've ever read. I 26 complete books. You know how life-changing that is, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I sit down, I know these things. I learn about these things. And it's, whether it's religion or this or whatever, I'm like, this is what I know. So if you think it's something different, like tell me, and I love it. And yeah. um, I don't know how to say this in like a non-arrogant way, Brad Gibb, right? He's a super good friend of mine. So yeah, he always go back and forth. He's like one of the smartest human beings I've ever yeah. met my whole entire life. Like genuinely just like we say he's a nerd for a reason. He's got his nerdery, like the brilliant human being, right? And uh, he told me this one time, I'm like, yes, I need someone that can mentally spar with me. And most people can't, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that they can't, they're not actually able to. It's like that they choose not to go down that route to be able to operate at that level. Like Brad can mental spar with me and destroy my arguments when it comes to money and finance. Like just make me look like I am just a, a newbie pathetic loser, right? He's that much smarter. And I love that, right? And yeah. so I think for me, there's, a, going back, I love the Bible, right? And I've had my, we should talk about the Bible. Well, but there's a verse in the Bible that's like iron sharpen iron. So one man strengthens mm -hmm. sharpens another, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I am this, I'm constantly refining myself and I'm constantly looking for people. Like, guess what? If you're water, if you're shallow, if you're soft, is that is not going to strengthen me, right? That is not going to make me sharper. That's not going to make me better, right? And so I'm looking for people to come on the show to I'll talk to or whatever, where I'm like, it's not that I think I'm better than you. It's not that I think you don't, you're not worth anything, but I'm like, I am so dedicated to becoming the very best that I can be that if you're not playing that game, like if you're yeah. not in this, like this, like 
I don't know why we're having this conversation. We're playing the, we're playing the game of life literally differently, right? And like yeah. what drives you, what motivates you with these things. And so I'm just, I encourage people to, to know what you believe, why you believe and be able to defend it. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're rich. I don't care if you're poor. I don't care if you're freaking guy, girl, black, white. But if you can do that thing, your life will be better off because of that. Well, I think one of the things that uh, I love about that phrase, right? Iron sharpens iron is the fact that it doesn't say iron stabs iron. Like, mm. uh, I think there's a lot of truth mm. in that where I think, and again, I'm saying this as somebody who is in the midst of that, right? Where I think there are things that, um, again, talk about like absolute certainty and openness, but there are things that are like, I feel that and I know that and I've had experiences that that have proven to be true. And I also think there are other areas in my life and I see it in my siblings and I see it in my friends and I see it in my peers where it's like, I don't actually know what I know there yet. Like I don't, and I'm still yep. in the midst of learning and exploring and trying to understand. But I think the difference between um, talking about where it's like, gosh, come to me and tell me why you believe and what it is that like the trend that I'm seeing is I don't necessarily think that every person needs to know in all areas of their life, 100% right. certainty of what they believe. But I in do think areas, there's yeah. absolute merit and genuity and integrity in saying, listen, I don't actually have any clue what's going on here. And yep. then to follow it up with what you're doing about it. Like I respect something that's like, I have no idea about politics and I know that's not the season of my life. I'm going to do it. I have three kids at home right now and I just can't deal. So yep. like I vote what my husband votes or I vote what my wife votes love and like, I can't deal. And for but, me, I'm okay. like, I respect hold on, hold on. that. Sorry, sorry. Can I interrupt you right there? Sorry, I, I want you to finish. But that is knowing what you believe, why you believe and being able to defend it. What I believe okay. is, go ahead. Well, and again, I think that's like the beautiful thing. And I think they're also, and I, I think the, and I think you and I have like experiences with people where it's like, gosh, like some of the people that are just like so hard for me, the most dissonance I feel with them is like this. I mean, and I have family members this way, right? Like cousins or aunts and uncles that are like, I vote for this person, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, awesome, you try to, why do you do that? Because everybody else is stupid. Why are they stupid? <laughs> they have like no basis for it. And I think that's right, 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 right. whether, whether politics, whether religion, whether that's like when you right, feel right. like things are shoved down your throat. And I think I'm just learning. And I think especially like being in a congregation and we just moved into a neighborhood that is like so different than any neighborhood that we ever grown up in, like grew up in. Like this neighborhood is very like, um like middle class and it's very like you work with your hands and um like Travis and I are doing all the work on our house ourselves which has been so we decided to renovate our house we literally god bless YouTube University it's like so awesome but like we're <laughs> even talking about like it would be weird it, it would go against the culture of our neighborhood to hire somebody to do the work in our house oh really mm, it would go against the culture right where it'd be like you kind of trying to be a little snooty you know yeah yeah and again yeah. <laughs> like whether that is or not but i think it is so fun to learn from these people in such different circumstances to recognize that i think the thing that i'm learning in terms of who i want to resonate with are again the things you broke down are people who are intentional about what they do and why yep. they do it and whether that is, listen, I don't know politics. I have three little kids and I'm drowning and I trust my husband and that's where I'm going these days. I look at that woman and I say, power to you as much as right. I do to you, who is like, I have studied and delved and interviewed every person from opposing sides. And I think that I'm just learning like the people that are happy, the people that are joyful are those that actually and regularly implement agency in their life where they choose what their life looks like. Rather than have to be chosen for them. 
But, and that right there is so powerful because I'm going to use it as the exact analogy of a woman with three kids and she just votes how her husband is, right? Mm -hmm. What does she believe? She believes that the most important thing in her life right now is her kids. Why does she believe that? Because she knows that when she's around her kids, she has this responsibility, right? Like this is what fulfills her. This is what she feels that she's been called to do. Like that is why she believes this thing. And so how is she going to be able to defend it? She's like, I defend that by saying, listen, I don't need to focus on politics right now because I trust my husband because he's more educated in this than I am. And like, you know what? Like someday I'm probably going to go through and do that. And like, I respect the fact that you know all these things, but for me, this is what I believe, why I believe it. I don't believe politics is that important right now. Like, boom. Well, and I think the thing that's so beautiful about that is that the commentary on that woman is not that she's not a patriot and not that she right. doesn't respect the freedoms that she's been given and not that she doesn't, um, that she's not a full taxpayer and all these different things. It's just the, <laughs> the merits and the freedom that America has provided her. She's decided to categorize those and prioritize those just maybe running. Office. And I think that also is the beauty of living in a country in the way that we do is that you can opt in or opt out in terms of your involvement in the democratic process. And I think yep. there's like a lot to now. be said on that front. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think there is a lot to be said on that front. I do think that that's the thing that I love and respect about, um, about people. And I think about this nation as well is, is that I do think the priority in, in most situations is honoring the integrity of your ability to choose and your yeah. ability to build. And, and so- Again, I think there's like a million and a half things for me to learn about people that are living in the Midwest in Iowa working on a factor. It's like, I can't, I don't even know what your life is. I mean, Travis and I on the way home, we were driving home from Denver to Utah, the road, the highways kept on closing. We really naively kept following Google Maps that was rerouting us. It landed us on some like random road in Laramie where we got stuck in four feet of snow and we're just okay. stranded. Oh my gosh. Anyway, same thing happened to me on my way to my brother's funeral. But anyway, can it's, it's cyclone, baby. Right. Where it's like we're and we're like, we're not idiots, but the highways just kept closing. And again, I think where we were, we slept in we the basement like, of a church. OK, yes. And honestly, like literally it was blowing. It was freezing. It was about to be dark. And it was one of those times where like I like Travis is like, OK, and we're so dumb. I mean, talk about lessons God's teaching us and how to be just more prepared and better stewards of our lives and our and right. our responsibilities. But I mean, we have no shovel like we don't have clothes. It's freezing. So we're literally shoveling ourselves, shoveling, right, in quotations, ourselves out of the snow with we have an ice pick for our car and I have a I have an old Wendy's cup. Like, and we're just trying, uh, four feet of snow, we're not giving out, right? But at this point, like, we don't have cell service, like, right, like right. or the cell service is bad. We'd have to walk certain ways to get to the highway and like all these things. And it's just like, crap, what are we gonna do? So um, we pray and we're like, God, like send us angels. Like God, please send us angels. And like, if worse comes to worse, we, I mean, we have full tank of gas. We'll sleep the night. We'll wait till yeah, it yeah. clears up. We can see the highway. Like, we'll figure it out, but like, it was one of those yeah, like I actually, I, I told Travis, I was like, I can't remember the last time I cried because I was scared. And I cried because I was scared. Mm. I was like, if I, like, I personally don't know how to get us out of the situation. And unless somebody comes and helps me, we're in, a, we're in trouble. So it was really interesting. Yeah. So we literally, and again, we have found ourselves so in hindsight, stupidly on this random road because we're following Google Maps and nobody else is on the road. So we say ourselves out, it's freezing. And, and this truck comes up and I'm literally, and it's almost one of those situations. Like, you know, when you go to church or something, it's like, I prayed. And then I immediately found my keys. I was like, it's happening. You know, like we prayed yeah. and, this truck, and this truck 
is that talking about to me then? And he turns away and he's like, I got a bum leg. And he turns around. We're literally like, no. So then about 20 minutes later, and again, mind you, we had only seen one person on this road for like three hours. So the fact that another person comes 20 minutes later is insane. This other truck comes by and I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Like, here we go. And they're getting closer and closer. And all of a sudden they start revving and they they try to blast past us like on the side of the road, they're not going to help us. They literally are trying to blast past us, but they don't, the snow is four to six feet deep. So they try to blast through us and this thing, they end up getting stuck themselves, right? So now we're both stuck. And I cannot tell you genuinely the relief that I felt that somebody was with us, right? Like, <laughs> at least we're in this together. This lady though, and this is what I'm talking about with like, I need to go get to know other people. It was the most beautiful experience because also this lady, do you want to know how scared she was? Zero percent. She lived down the road. She's like, I just called my friends, Ren and Katie. They're going to bring the tractor down. They're going to tug us out of here, blah, blah. And so and Ren, Renee and Katie, they're our age, like literally our age. And the life experiences that they have had, I mean, it is crazy. They are digging out under this thing of snow. They're hooking our thing up. They have this truck. Like they're just unafraid. And they're like, if we can't get you out of here, we'll tractor you out of here in the morning. No big deal. We'll drive you back up to town. They have this huge truck. And I mean, like I literally 30 minutes earlier was like almost panic crying because I was so afraid. And then here you have these women come in, my same age, right? That are kind of like, no big deals. Snow piles up here every now and then. Blah, blah. Right. <laughs> and so it ended up the snow ended up being too crazy. We couldn't get our car out that night. And wow. So they drove us into town, super nice. They picked us back up the next day, shoveled wow. us out. God, I mean, like literal angels, right? And it was the most beautiful experience though, because for 24 hours we spent, I mean, we, they, we, they had to go feed the horses. So we went around their barn with them. We got to know their lifestyle. we like had all these experiences with them. We drove in the car with them. And it was the most beautiful thing to be like, wow, wow. like you want like they, if they would have come to my life, they would have stuck out like sore thumbs like we did with them. Like they looked at us and they immediately knew we are not you and you are not us. Right. But you what a beautiful, <laughs> 100%. And also right. to be like, wow, like I am almost certain that you voted a certain way and I 100% can see and understand and support your decision to yep. vote that certain way because I have now, quote unquote, lived a day in your life. Yeah, and right. I think yep. what a beautiful experience for that too. I think it's so easy to ostracize or or demonize people that think differently than you or whatever this is. But I think to have that experience even where you're like, oh, wow, like I 100% can see why. And we even asked them like, what are some of the hardest parts of running a farm? And what are, and what are like, and we even like got to a point where we started asking them about like finances. And they're just like, it just sucks. I mean, like, we're not supported out here, blah, blah, blah. And so we ask them about their beliefs and their religious beliefs and political beliefs. And you're listening to them and you're just like, yeah, I support you in doing that because of how your lifestyle is. And I think, mm -hmm. I think again, that is like the nature and beauty of living in such a diverse place is there are so many true stories. And yeah. I think it's our responsibility in terms of this um uh, uh letting childish things be childish to recognize that there yep. are there are more than just one true story like there just yep. is and what a beautiful thing i think to understand and see that and uh well yeah watch out for laramie back roads you guys in Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> watch out for this don't be driving when the highways are closed we learned our lesson that's crazy that's cr well and it's interesting i grew up on a farm and so, mm. um, like it, everything that you're saying, I'm just like, yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah, I totally get that. Right. Cause it's farm community yeah. and 
all my neighbors are farmers and big trucks and tractors and everything like that. And they're the best. I mean, they're they're the most beautiful people. They're driving us back to our car, legitimately drinking beer while they're driving on the highway. We want to crack open one. They're just like, they they do not care. They're not thinking about drinking and driving. They have a cooler of beers in the truck. Like they're just, and again, that moment you're just like you're living your life and thank you so much for helping us right and thank you so much because you can't say crap right you're like you've literally saved my life i can't tell you i'm not i can't say a word yeah, to you and and you honestly like to a degree and i'm not like advocating drinking and driving to any respect but like i think if you can remove yourself from that it's like it there is something that's almost endearing about the fact of like w- w- uh how they live they're like i'm on back roads right. there's three cars on here every day i don't right. care you know right. it's like I think there's a lot to learn. And for me, not the application of drinking and driving, but I think you take it up to the principle, <laughs> right? Like you take it up to the principle of like, what, what matters? Right. And rules that people say are rules, are they? And again, I'm not advocating drinking and driving, but I think the way right. that to, to people who are so strikingly different from us and to be dependent on them, yep. dependent on them yep. was a really beautiful, immersive experience and understanding that, the life that they live is not the life that I would ever choose. And I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's shocking to me how different life can be for different people. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. There's the perfect bridge talking about drinking and driving. Right. So my wife used to live in St. John and St. John is the Virgin Islands, right? This mm-hmm. is the whole Island is probably two miles wide by five miles long. Okay. And it's all like mountain. Right. And mm-hmm. so like, the, like the roads are just terrible over there. And like, I drive fast. I, no, I don't drive a little fast. I drive very fast. Right. Like that is like, this is me. And so like, if, if there was a possibility for you to drive fast on this Island, I would be doing it. And like the, mm-hmm. the fastest you can possibly go is like 35 miles an hour, like yeah. anywhere on the Island. Right. Cause it's just like Hills like this and like this and winding roads and like, every, cause it's just a freaking Island in the middle of the ocean. Right. But what's interesting over there is we went there on our honeymoon. And she used to live there and live there for like two years. And so she became like one of the locals and it's the um, Indian, the native American, native Indian, um, they're like a darker skin. They're very noticeable. Like, like that's like their home. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like you show up and you're white, like you are clearly the tourist. Right. And so like Mm -hmm. Leo, when we went there, she's like, you are not allowed to wear your Trump mask. You are not allowed to wear your Biden mask. You're not like you, you just obey by the rules. They will arrest you. Like they, they don't yeah. care. This is their world, right? Like you respect the culture there. Like, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Right, right, right. I can do that. Well, when we get there though, I find out that it is completely, completely legal to drink and drive. Like you can go right by a police officer, drinking a beer, can't open, no problem driving down the road. No problem. But guess what? If you don't have a shirt on, they'll arrest you. Interesting. How crazy is that? Right? Why? Because modesty in their culture, which it's so hilarious because you get out, you can basically be naked, not really, but basically on the beach, right? There, yeah. no problem. But when you're driving, when you're on the roads or whatever, you're clothed, right? Men, women, done that. you gotta have a shirt on, right? And so it's interesting. You go in there in that world, and like Leah, like she kept telling me, she's like, Josh, you don't understand. You don't understand. It's a different world. It's a different world. It's not even the same world, right? Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just a culture thing. Like the, you, you are checked out on St. John. Mm-hmm. And like, this afternoon, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Got it. Got it. You get there. And it's like, nothing is the same. Yeah. There's this thing they call, they're called Island time. Have you ever been to like an Island? Like, outside yeah. Of, like, okay. yeah, it's amazing. So yeah. And it's like Island time. And it's like, yeah, what time will be there this afternoon? 
Mm-hmm. You're like, well, okay, what time? It's like, whenever we get there, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, whatever. Right. It's just like, whatever. And like you go and you're like sitting there and you're like, how does anybody function this way? Right. Like me, oh. I'm like, if you're one minute late to a meeting, I'm like freaking out and like, Burr, right. Yeah. But like these people are like two hours late, three hours late. No problem. We're sitting there at a restaurant. We're eating and uh, all the power just shuts off. And everyone's like, mm. all right, whatever. We're just eating. And then all the power comes back on. And everyone's like, yay, food. Right. And then they just yeah. go and they're just drinking. And you're just like, what is this life? Right. Yeah. It's so different. It's such a different lifestyle that you come back and you sit down and, you know, you fly into Chicago International Airport and it's just like the most hustle bustle, like, oh my gosh, like you, you can't function because your brain is like, yeah. you know, so, and it's just like, when, right. And when you, when you see that, I think we get so caught up and I'm, Oh, probably the most guilty of this out of anybody that I know at times, right? We get so caught up in the way that things should be, right? Mm-hmm. Like things should be this way. And it's like, yeah. but, but says who, right? Yeah. What story did you tell yourself that made you think that way? What environment did you grow up in that made you believe that this is the way things should or should not be? Because guess yeah. what? There are people that grew up on that island that they're never going to leave that island and they're going to live the happiest, most amazing life that, that you could ever imagine. And they're never going to do a single thing like you do something. And on the flip yeah. side, there's going to be people that do something every single thing like you do, and they live the most amazing life. So what do you mean yeah. something should be a certain way? And I think totally. that's like, like you're talking about is so fascinating to see like different beliefs, different values, like what people, like how people actually, you know, interact with one another. Right. Mm-hmm. And the requirements and, and expectations there, I think is fascinating. Well, and I even think I have, I have so many questions for you too, because I think you and I, cause you're coming up on a year too, right? Being married. May, May 20th. Yeah. May 20th. Yeah. yeah we're in March. Yeah. Um, is, um, uh, I think you, you live with someone and you sign up with someone. And I mean, Trav is like the most magical person in the world and we are very different. Like, I'm like, Hey, I want to know steps one through 10. And he's like, well, if I know steps about one through two, it's enough for me to start. And I'm like, what? Don't start. You don't know the whole picture. And I think the reality is, is that I think that the true number is probably somewhere between six and seven, where it's like, two is probably a little too little, 10 is too much. And there's beauty in the middle. And, um, and so like, it's just been, you mentioned this at the beginning where I like had this epiphany of like, oh, I want, I'm going to burn my business to the ground. I think yours was a little, well, I'd be interested to know, like, absolutely transforming your thing because of this lawsuit that's come about, right? Which was like unbeknownst to you, you've had to shift 100% as well. But it's like really interesting. We were talking before this. I'm like, how are you feeling? And you, I was not expecting that. You were like, oh, it's actually like the me. And I think I'd, I I didn't expect it in the sense that I think that's just how you are, right? Like, of course, you're going to say that. But the way that right, you right. said it, I was like, oh, he actually believes it. Like, I actually do. And I think it is like really interesting to be like linked with a human and then to see the effects of that seep into all areas of your business. And for me, like, I have changed and grown and gratefully into, I think, a more true version of myself since having been married. Yep. And therefore my business had to change if I was going to stay in, in integrity. Like that mm. was what had to happen. Yeah. And so like, I would love to know from your sense. Cause I think like your, my trajectory has been like really interesting. I think the circumstances that surrounded it were different, but like, Hey, we both got married. And I think both of our businesses have taken a major shift. Yeah. And again, mine was a little bit more self-imposed. Yours was a little bit more external, but I think my question for you is this shift from what it was before to now like Josh 40 effect, all this like mm. money mindset. Like, do you think that would have happened? And, and if so, when mm. had the lawsuit not come about? 
based on how you're changing because oh, of your marriage. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think, I think my marriage changed my business far drastically more than a trademark issue with Apple did. Mm. And there's the, there's the, what's the saying by Tony Robbins? People say it takes 10 years to change, right? It can take 10 years to change. He says, BS, you can change in an instant, in a second, right? But it'll just mm -hmm. take you 10 years to finally get to the point where you're, you're going to stop tolerating or accepting what you're currently accepting, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I, the reason I told you, like, I'm like, this could, is one of the best things that could have ever happened to me as far as from a clarity perspective and where we're going is like, it gave me a deadline. And it was like, sweet. Awesome. By that deadline, guess what? You have to be changed or else the biggest company in the world is going to sue you. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a thrill. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right. And now it's, now it's not, Hey, I think we're going to, because guess what? Leading up until that point, it was, Hey, I think we need to take the podcast a different direction. I'm not really sure what that mm -hmm. is yet. Right. It's confusing. There's brand confusion, right? Some people are like, yeah, politics, Josh. Woohoo. Yeah. Get a man. And some of them are like, man, I love your mindset stuff. And some of them are just like, whoa, how did you get Russell Brunson? Like, that's so crazy. Right. Like, how are you doing this? And so it was like, everybody was following me for this different reason. And it was like, okay, like we've got to do something. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, once I get the trademark, then maybe can we make a little announcement there. And then like, I opened the email and it's like, nope, you don't get the trademark. Nope. You lost. Mm -hmm. Nope. You got to change. And oh, by the way, here's yeah. the deadline. And like, yeah, yeah, it's not, isn't, there's no option. Like, yeah, you can go counter sue Apple and be like, yeah, I think you shouldn't be allowed to do this. But like, okay, like Apple, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I mean, you'll lose. go bros. Right? You'll go bros. Right. Right. Even if I did get it. And so I remember, and uh, I've shared this, I think I, I think I shared it with Russell. I'll, I'll share, I'll kind of go in a little bit more detail here with you. Cause I think number one, I think you'll really understand this and kind of relate to this, but um. So once I found out that we had to change, and actually, let me give a little bit, I'm going to give a little context around how we came to this, the name of, uh, of Josh Ford Effect, and then tell mm -hmm. this part of the story, if that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, is, so like when I started Think Different Theory, the purpose of Think Different Theory was to study the mind, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had gone, and you probably know the story, I was at Funnel Hacking Live, Allison Prince is up on stage, I'm in like the third row, and she's like, millions, yeah, I'm so rich, and I don't do any work, and my kids are wealthy, and blah, blah, and all. I'm like, screw you, right? And so then I go, and I like fly home, and I like cancel all my clients, and I'm like, I gotta figure this whole mindset thing out. And so like the next nine, nine months, I go, and I study mindset, and read Psycho-Cybernetics, and Tony Robbins, and Joe Dispenza, and like all these different books. And then like from that is born Think Different Theory, right? And it's like, so cool. this is how you master your mind, right? And so you go, and I start like reading all these books and like the crazy part about mindset is that once you basically understand the core parts of mind, the mind and identity and the subconscious and how it works, like you basically, your mind is just a computer and you can program yeah. it, right? And you program it with stories. That's the, okay. your software stories, right? And if you just change the stories, you can do it literally whatever you want. And so then like, once you understand it, you basically get to this point where you have to decide what do I want? Because I can have anything, right? And like, there's not a word I think that I love and value more than freedom, right? Freedom is number one, being smart is number two. And so I'm like sitting here and I'm like, I can do whatever I want. Okay, Josh, yes, you can. Congratulations, you've achieved freedom. Now what? What are you gonna do with it, right? And so I start and I go. What an amazing thing that that can also just be like a duh. Like what a gift that you can be like, I can yeah. do whatever I want. Like the fact that you live in a place and like had the circumstances where it's like, yeah, I actually can. Like, holy yep. crap, right. amazing. And then kudos to you that you were like i think where most people say is like i can do anything i want and they choose to be trapped and i think how cool yep. for you that you're like i can do anything i want and now here's what i'm gonna do 
Anyway, well, I think you just passed over that. I was like, that's the most beautiful thing I ever heard. Like, well, I appreciate that. But that came from four years of knowing that the only thing that I wanted out of life was the ability to do whatever the frick I wanted. Four years mm. of leading to yeah. that thing, right? I was like, I don't want a job. I don't want a boss. I don't want time. I mean, I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, how I want it with nobody telling me what to do. No politician, no parent, no adult, no leader. No, like I am me and don't you dare tell me what to do, right? Because I, I am me and I make my own dang decisions, right? Mm -hmm. And so I get to that point and like, yeah, I wasn't worth tens of millions of dollars, but like I literally could go and do whatever I wanted. I traveled around the world yeah. with my girlfriend at the time, now wife, right? Like to go find God after my brother died. Like I could do basically whatever I wanted, right? And yeah. so I come to this point where it's like, okay, Josh, now do something. And I didn't know, but Catherine, I didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, what comes next? And so naturally I'm an action taker, right? Like I'm gonna just try things. And so that's yeah. when I go into religion and that's when I go into politics. And that's when I, we, and we talked about this, right? Is you, we go through and I start trying these different things and I'm like, okay, well, if mindset says this, I'm gonna tell myself this story. And I would go and like, boom, 200,000 downloads. And I'm like, nice. I wonder if we do this dude. Whoa, million, like, whoa. And it's like everything that I would do, like I could like put my mind to it. I could accomplish it. And then it was like creating belief that I could go do things and that it would work. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. now I get to this point where I've tried all these different things and there's so much confusion around everything, but I'm like, I want to go and I want to continue this brand. And now there's a deadline, right? Mm -hmm. Lost your trademark issue comes up. Boom. You've got the deadline. You got to change. And now it's like, Oh my gosh, the clock is ticking and I have no idea. Right. Mm -hmm. And for two months towards the end of last year, I just, I mean, like to the point where Leah was like, she didn't tell me this during the time of it, but like afterwards was like, it, there was the first time I ever got a little bit nervous about like your sanity. Right. Because you were so, like, you were so lost. Like you were like, there was an identity crisis. It was like, what am I going to do? Right. Not so much. How am I going to provide for myself? Not so much. It was like, what am I going to do with my business? I've got this deadline coming up. I've got these eyeballs on me. I've got my Russell Brunson's watching, right? Oh my gosh. Like, what am I going to do? Right? So, and so I go and I go out for a walk and I've done, you know, Katie, go for a walk, go for a walk, go for a walk all the time. Right. Go for a walk. And I'm like, all right. And I'm out for a walk again. I've been doing this you know, a million times. I've gone for walks and not had any clarity or whatever. And I go out and I remember I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm praying. There's this little like lake or this little um, pond, like, I don't know, like quarter mile away. You can walk down. It's just absolutely beautiful. It's Colorado. You know, it's just like freaking yeah, okay. right. And like, I'm down there and it's just this beautiful day. It's in the fall and the sun's out and shining and the wind is going or whatever. And there's like this audible voice. Right. And like, it sounds crazy. It sounds insane. I know you, I know you get it. Right. But like, mm -hmm. there's this like audible voice and it's like, you must die and I oh, must God. live. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like looking down and it's like, you know, like this, my skin is changing colors and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like I, but, and it's like, this isn't about you. Right. Like this is about others. This is about taking the talents and the skills that I've given you and like going out there and like making other people's lives better, calling them to be the best version of yourself, right? Like I've given you this incredible gift that you have the ability to do whatever the heck you want. You know how many people just die to have that, right? Mm -hmm. To understand, to believe that they could do anything, right? So now go and like take that and do something with it. And so like I go home, I open up my computer and I'm watching YouTube videos and a Russell Brunson video pops up and Russell's on there and he's like, it's not about you. It's about your customer. And I'm like, ha, ah, timing, ha, ah, ah. ha. Like, right, like this is, uh, this. and so like I'm sitting there and it was like at that moment, I was like, okay, this is about my customer. So what am I gonna call, like, what am I doing with my customer? And so I go through that whole entire process of going and, and I start writing down all, like my values. And I'm like, what are the things that I know to be true? What are the things that I believe? What are the things that I like? Like if I were to tell somebody like, 
this, this is the thing that will go and make your life better, right? Like, this is the thing that's going to help you, you know, be free. This is the thing. And like, I started writing them things down. And like the two words I kept coming back to is number one was freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. There are many different reasons why I did not choose to make freedom the focal point and the primary point of my podcast moving forward, right? Like that? But Just because some of it. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. No, okay. uh, that's thinking different. But freedom is, freedom looks so different to everybody. And freedom is a very hard sell. There's mm. the freedom comparison of, uh, you know, America being free. And then there's freedom in the mind. There's financially free or whatever. And like, you know this in marketing, like you've got it, like you've got frameworks and you've got methods and you've got things that you're going to do. And like the Josh Forty effect, how this came about is I'm like, I'm bringing experts like you. I'm bringing people that are on there to, educate to get around them. Like, what is it that I'm trying to get out of these people? What is the, the message that I'm trying to extract? What am I trying to learn? And it wasn't so much freedom. I kind of figured that part out. Right. Yeah. And like figure and like think different theory was kind of all about that. Like I've kind of given those frameworks or whatever and those things, but the next part was, is I'm super, super opinionated. We've been over this. Right. And guess what? The one thing that people accuse me of, and they're like, Josh, like not everybody has the same circumstances as you, right? Not everybody is this blibber. Not everybody's this blessed whatever. And here's the thing. I kept coming back and I said, you know what? You cannot choose your circumstances. You can't choose your parents. You can't choose your siblings. You can't choose where you were born, the time you were born, whether you're you know, a man or a woman. You can't choose your skin color. You can't choose your social status. You can't choose your money. You know what the one thing that universally everybody can control is becoming smart. Like anybody can learn to be smart, right? And like the smarter, like you can directly, directly affect the quality of your life by becoming smart, right? By mm -hmm. being smarter. And Smarter is relative, right? I'm not saying there's totally. one way to be smart or be smart on one thing, but like when I surround myself with experts, when I surround myself with these higher level people, right? Guess what? They make me smarter. And you know who's made me smarter than almost anybody else? My wife. Hmm. And I'm super serious about that. My wife, yeah. like my wife at 25 years old was the manager of 70 employees of a restaurant. And it has the, like the, out of all the restaurants branches that I was, she had the number one running branch. Like, you know how much, you know, how smart you get when you're around that person. You know, yeah. my wife is like a natural leader. Like when she walks in, people are just flock to her. There's a reason behind that, right? She makes me mm. smart. I surround myself with these smart people. My wife is the one that encouraged me to become the person to be able to absorb blows from people and to take criticism. And like when people point out my flaws and oh my gosh, do people point out my flaws, right? Like I welcome, like my brand, you know, pulls that is I, I, the reason I'm able to take that is because of my wife. And she's yeah. teaching me like, hey, you have to be like, if you're going to be polarizing, if you're going to stand up for what you believe in, you have to be willing to take those things. You have to be willing to come back to that. Right. And yeah. so as I sat down, we came with the Josh 40 effect. It's, and I said this at the beginning, this is a podcast designed to make you smart. I'm not telling you what smart is. I'm not telling you how to get, but I'm saying, I'm going to go interview experts. I'm going to go interview people that are smart, people that have figured something out. And I'm going to share those stories with you. We're going to ask questions. We're going to tell our stories around this, because if you want to increase the quality of your life, like Leah did for me, like my business has shifted for me. Like you've got to learn how to be smart. And that's like a shortcut totally. for success. I actually, I, you know, I absolutely believe that. And so mm. for me, this shift inside of the business came from, I'm sitting there with my wife and I'm going through this entire process and shout out to Leah. She's the one that came up with the name of the Josh 40 effect, right? You want to talk mm -hmm. about affecting my business? Like, hello, it's my whole, literally the name, right? And like going through and being with her and like learning how to, learning how to learn learning how to receive mm -hmm. feedback, learning how to receive criticism, learning how to adjust and grow, learning how to admit that you're wrong. 
over and over and over and over yeah. in the relationship. Like, man, I messed up there. Hey, I'm so sorry I was short there. Hey, I didn't mean, like, sorry that I came across that way. That's not what I meant. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, over and over. Like, that is a refined skill, and that's required to be smart. That's required to be an expert. But, like, my wife yeah. is the one that taught me that, right? Totally. And so it's like, there's so many of those things. And so that's kind of how the Josh Forty effect came about and how the podcast just totally shifted in that because – well, there was that very awake moment of like, Josh, you got to die, man. That old version mm. of you, that, that ego that you're holding on to so strongly, this image yeah. that you're trying so hard to protect that you want Russell Brunson to like, and you want Catherine to like, and you want Steve to like, and you want this person to like, whatever. Like, you just got to let go of that because it's not about you. It's about me and it's about serving others, right? Mm. And you do that and you can directly affect the quality of your life by being smart. So, yeah. Well, the thing go. that I think is so cool about, um, this, this, I guess, and I don't even want to say new direction. I think it's maybe just refined because it's refined. Yep. I think, I think there were, uh, like these themes circulating about in everything that you were doing prior. The thing that I do think is so cool though about this concept of this will teach you how to get smart is the fact that like, I mean, you have me on as an expert and thus far, if somebody were listening, they could, they could combat the fact that we haven't talked anything about business at this point like we mm -hmm. what i technically am an expert in right and yep. uh and even you yourself you're like you talk about marketing and money what do you, what like teach me to do anything like you teach me copywriting you teach me this, you teach me this. i think you and i are like really privileged i think to have enough reps to have experience that people that that even are our clients right like there is a clear distinction between those that win and those that don't and it's the people that understand the expanse nature of what it means to be smart Yes, there is a tactical application skill set where it's like, yes, you do need to click this button. And yes, you do need your thing to look this way. And yes, this color will convert better than the other. But then you look at people who learn the step-by-step -step and they still don't win. They still don't win. Most, most, most never win. Yes. Exactly. And I think what we're learning and, and I think what's so beautiful about what you're teaching is that this element of intelligence, this element of, of smartness has just as much to do with what's happening uh, on the other side of your brain than what's happening in the tactical side of your brain. And if yeah. those two aren't uh, in sync with one another, they will just combat. Where I think there are a lot of people like you, they're like, you wanna know what? Yeah, I can do whatever the freak I want. And then they go out and fail. Why? Because they haven't actually got the reps so that they can do or teach anything. It's like, you can't yep. say like, oh, I'm gonna go build a million dollar business and like till it on your first go, you know nothing. Like if you're swinging a bat for the first time, you're not going to play in the major leagues. But I think there's another thing on the other effect where it's like, you can swing a bat a million times, but if every time you get up to the bat, you hate yourself or you don't actually have any idea what you're doing, or you're doing it to somehow try and make your dad proud or whatever your issues are. Right. right? Whatever, and it's like, whatever, you're yeah. going to lose on that front too. And so I think that's, what's so exciting. I think about this new and, and again, refined direction is the sense that I think people are going to have the opportunity to um, almost do like a choose your own adventure where I think there are going to be people listening to this podcast saying, wow, like I am not uh, at the place where I need to be when it comes to Josh 40, where it's like, I am so resolute in who I am and what I do that I can do anything. Where like you have these that want to take their stuff online and they're like, but woe is me. Nobody would listen to me. That's where you start when it comes to your brain. And then the yeah. other front where people are like, I can do anything and I have no skills. Go read a book. Go take right. a course. Go yep. learn a freaking skill, right? Like you can well, do it. I think that's what is so cool about what you're doing is that at the, at the basis at the end of the day, the organ that the organ 
that we're focusing on is the brain. That is like yes, the genesis 100%. of intelligence. That's the genesis of smart. And how cool is it that I think you're able to incorporate your like incredible tactical skill sets along with all this like wrestling and work and scientific study that you've done to comprise kind of the entirety of what it means to be smart. I think it's awesome. I, well, I appreciate it a lot. And it's interesting where um, when we unveiled it, I explained there's there's two arms to the Josh Forty effect, right? There's the mm -hmm. podcast and then there's the educational arm. And mm -hmm. what's interesting is that this, where is it? Here, this is the Josh Forty effect. That's the podcast. This mm -hmm. is actually called Seven Figure Experts. And Seven Figure Experts is marketing mindset and money for specifically for experts. And what I say is when it comes, when it, like the way that I teach people how to be smart, and let me be very clear, I am not smart, right? I like being smart. I like sounding smart. I like, like learning how to be smart. Like, I'm not saying like, I am smart. I will teach you what I know and teach you to be smart. I'm saying, I'm going to go interview a bunch of people. And that's step mm -hmm. one. Like there's two ways to become smart is first, I'm going to go interview smart people. That's the podcast yeah. is interviews. It's going to the experts. It's going to these people. It's going on this adventure of being like, let me interview the freaking Russell Brunson of the world, the Catherine Jones of the world, the Joe Rogan's of the world, the Elon Musk's of the world, right? Let me go out and these, the people that are truly brilliant, right? That are smart. They're experts at what they do and come back to you. And the second yeah. piece of that is I am smart in one very specific sliver. And my gift, right? My gift is I know how to help expert-based businesses go and market their product and explain what they do in a way that makes people buy. That is yeah. what I'm smart at, right? And that's what that is about. And so the education company, this is the name of our, this is the name of the YouTube channel. This is the name of the, the Facebook group, right? Is specifically helping experts become seven-figure experts with their business by going explaining. And so like for me, like storytelling and marketing and words, I, I tell people this a lot. Like everybody has their own form of art right? Like some people are painters and some people are, you know, they like music and some people, you know, like do drawings and like some people like design. Like I, my art is words. Like that's what I do, mm -hmm. right? I orchestrate, or, or, uh, orchestrate words and design words. And so like, for me, like, that's what I'm smart at. That's what I'm good at. That's where I'm an expert, right? And I'm becoming that over and over and over again. Don't listen to me on like, don't, I don't know how to build a business. I don't know how to do SOPs or team building. I don't know how to do, like, that's not my skill set. That's not what I'm good. Go listen to people that are actually smart. I don't know how to do graphic design. I don't know how to freaking raise a family. Like, that's not what I'm good at, right? This is the yeah. sliver I am. And so this yeah. allows me here, this brand here allows me to go and have this umbrella of saying like this podcast, this show, like it's going to teach you how to be smart because the people that I'm interviewing allow you yeah. to be smart. They'll teach you. And then my specific thing, our avatar, like I told you at the beginning, like our avatar is super specific. It is uh, expert-based businesses that have a ClickFunnels account that have done a presentation, built a funnel, done a presentation that they're not happy with. It's not converting the way they want to convert. Right? They're yeah. frustrated. They're upset. They're, they're like, why? I've got all the right pieces. I've got all the, I'm like, sweet. Right there. If that's you, that's real. I'm smart right there because I've spent yeah. the last four and a half years of my life trying to figure out that one specific thing. Right? And so when you're learning from people, I feel like that's the key is find someone yeah. that is an expert and that's smart in their area and then listen to them yeah. for that. Right. Don't go and listen to, you know, I'm going to bash on Ty Lopez and I love Ty Lopez, but like, don't go listen to, to Ty Lopez for marriage advice. Right. Like it's, he's not smart there. I'm just sorry. He's not done it. Right. Like you're going to go and listen to someone like a Russell Brunson on marriage advice for entrepreneurship. And you know, when your wife and spouse is not there, cause he's done it. Right. And yeah. like, that's really what, what it is that we're focusing on there. So I appreciate that. Well, and speaking of like a Russell Brunson, I think like you and I can just both say like what a pivotal role he's played in our lives. Oh my God. And the thing that I think that I respect most about Russell Brunson is the way that he yes. approaches his quote unquote smartness, his intelligence, in the sense that he is like one of the most humble people because he is so apt and ready to learn. I mean, the fact that like the fact that he looks at me and says, Hey, you're an expert. Why people when I think 
Yep. All the credibility to say, I have X amount more zeros than you. I have a decade's worth more of experience than you. You know what I mean? Like, I have five more kids than you. Yep. But the fact that he looks at me and says, you have something I don't know, I could care less about what your uh, age is, about what you're thinking. All I need to know is, is it, is it true and does it work? And if it's true yep. and it works, I don't care where you came from. Like, that's awesome. Yep. And again, case in point with like my sister in law McCall. I mean, within a year, she was speaking on stage. And I think for crazy. a lot of people, it's amazing. And for so many yeah, people, like, right. in a good way, yeah. That was so frustrating and infuriating to a lot of people who are like, what the crap? She started her business a year ago and she's on stage. And again, I think like what an amazing measure of increasing intelligence where I think the metric for him and I, and I think there, he said from his, his words alone, but the pattern that I'm sensing is, is it true and does it work? And if it's, yep. if it is, then cool. Don't care. Yeah. And, and I think there's people. a, yeah. exactly. And I think that's something that I'm like so grateful to have learned too. I have a dad who's like the exact same way, who literally mm. has every merit to be like, I and he shows up to my life to learn. And like, he buys my stuff and literally I refund him every time. Like, dad, I don't think you understand. I'm always going to refund you. Like, stop trying to pay for money. You know, but he's like, no, but I want like, he's an entrepreneur himself. He's like, I need to learn this. And I'm like, so happy to learn from you. And vice versa. He buys. Well, I mean, like, I'm still using his login for his funnel scripts account. Like he's awesome. He's like so in it. So and funny. I think like, what a beautiful thing. Um, and I, and like one of the questions that my dad asks me all the time is uh, like, we'll sit down and be like, okay, what are some things that you've been learning? And that's mm. always what it is. Like, what have you learned lately? Or he'll even say, Hey, what can you teach me? What are some new things you yeah. can teach me? And I'm like, the fact that my like 57 year old dad, He's been like highly successful businessman, father of eight children in a really successful marriage, like loves Jesus. I mean, like from the outside, that dude's like really got a lot pulled together. And yeah. I think it literally comes back to the fact that he is humble enough to look at his daughter who, again, I'm just barely, I think, be, even scratching the surface on what it means to be a woman, right? Can say, hey, what can you teach me? And, yep. and uh, yeah. I but just, I think I, that's like, what it means to be smart though. Like, it's yeah. so funny when I first came out with, uh, I did some customer research on the tagline. I was like a podcast designed to make you smart. Right. And some of the people that like came back to me, they were like, well, I think people are going to be offended by that. Like, aren't they already smart? That seems, you know, like pretentious and it seems kind of arrogant or whatever. Right. And I was like, interesting. And you know what? Then I went and asked other people. And you know, one of the people that I asked was Brad Gibb and we love mm -hmm. Brad, right? Brad we is Brad. the... I mean, truly like top three smartest human beings I have ever met in my entire life, right? Yeah. You know, his response was, oh my gosh, I love that tagline. I want to be smart. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Here's, here's like one of the guys that's like the smartest person I know who understands. He's like, I'm not smart. Like I am well, and in takes my some area. point to the fact that like, here he is, he has six kids. He's building a 12,000 square foot home. He does multiple eight figures a year and he has hired me and he's hired you. Yep. And yep. for him to say like, I have something to learn from you, Catherine. I would like to hire you. Great. I have something to learn from you, Josh. I'd like to hear from you. And um, yeah, I think it's this beautiful thing that, uh, uh, yeah, I think those are the people to win are those that are like perpetually learning yeah. and perpetually growing. It's awesome. Okay. I want to take a shift though now. Okay. We got about 30 minutes left or so. Catherine. What? what like what's 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 new like what where are you going with business now like oh you here's what you've given us here's what you've given us you've given us boy drama to start with yeah then you of come course. back I'm on. staying on track but yep and then you then you come back and you're like you have this amazing thing of design hacking you go speak on stage and we have these great conversations about life and about being the best version of yourself 
And then you come and you get married and you want to burn your business to the ground. And we're all like, wow, I wish this was a TV show. I just could watch it, right? I guess this is probably what? I think the fourth episode we've done together. So maybe yeah. maybe like in like 20 years from now when there's like 20 episodes, we can yeah. just do like a documentary of your life on my podcast of just like what all the different thrill. phases, what right? It'd be thrill. amazing, right? But now what? You've burned your business to the ground. I can't imagine it stayed burned to the ground, right? So like what? Like what's new? What are we working on? What's exciting? Totally. Um, well, okay. And I think that's so funny. So this phrase, burn it to the ground, um, uh, I think it's really interesting. And I think I, I'm just starting to understand this as a business owner, right? Like you kind of, you go in for five, I'm like hitting like the five, six year mark. Um, and you have, we have a lot of people that have um, maybe some more reps when it comes to years from us. And I start to talk about this thing called cycles and where your business starts to cycle, starts to cycle. And I think some of those cycles can be forced where it's like, oh, cycles because we literally ran out of money. We like built a business and then <laughs> it crashed. And then I yep. think there's cycles even like yours, right? Where it was like externally imposed where lawsuit that you didn't have any control over. And then I, and then I think what my cycle was, was this like ever growing awareness. And I had been feeling for about like the last, like, to be honest, um, for months while I'm thriving over here I cannot even be telling you how much I am but like I think like the, year, the year to like 18 months before and I don't think it's coincidence that it was um coinciding with when I was falling in love with Travis and learning a lot more about myself and the stories and everything was that I was starting to feel a lot of dissonance with my business and to be mm. honest that was like pretty terrifying for me because like we had talked about before like I was married to my business and it was is and this creative outlet and I loved it it was thrilling and like what an awesome thing to be like that's how that's what I'm gonna go do and you just figure it out and you're like oh my gosh I did it like we made this much money we sold this many units we had this much impact we helped this many people sell this much thing and so I think to like start to distance in like showing up for my business was equally confusing as it was terrifying mm, and for yeah, a second I, yeah. I like started in a sense of like what the crap is going on and um and there was just dissonance and for a long time like I couldn't quite place it and I think like uh I can just relate it's like I think that it's like so beautiful I think the 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 aligning points I think you and I are having in our stories in the, in the last little bit but when Leah was like I was like I was worried for your sanity right where yeah. I, where you were almost just like, I don't know what to do. And for me, it was even like a step further remover. It's like, I don't even know what it is. All I know right. is that there's just like murky, like, and that is not me. Like, I'm usually like very clear, very driven. This is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. I, if I don't have a plan, I make a plan. I crush it. Blah, blah. And so to have all of this and dissonance, I think is the right word. Like if, if you've ever heard on a piano, like two notes that aren't supposed to go together, that's how me and my business felt. And I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know who I am right now. I'm trying to figure it out, I'm trying to sort it out. And um, and in the midst uh, of this dissonance, I had a friend message me and they were like, listen, and it's, I think it's, I think, I don't know. I don't know if there's like external forces with like the world changing with COVID and things like that, that have like brought on a lot of this for a lot of my peers. But they were like, honestly, like I'm just at a point in my business where I want to burn it to the ground. And it and that resonated with me where because there was so much dissonance I just wanted it to go away and I was tired of the dissonance and I couldn't figure out how to fix the dissonance that it almost felt like the quicker escape to just say let's just burn it let's just sell right. it let's just package it up and start over and like blah 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 and again like I think like God is like so merciful to give clarity when things are right and when are wrong and I could like tell really quickly that that 
was kind of like the, uh, that was the easy way out. Like that wasn't what I, not, not even what I was supposed to do. It was not what I wanted to do, but in the moment it was just like, blah, bark. And, um, and it was really interesting. And as I started to like gain awareness again, and like the thing that's confusing is that like things are going like pretty down to us, like, like launch and it go like we wanted. But then like, we're speaking at Funnel Hacking Live and then you book all these clients and you're like, wait, are things actually fine? And like, right, right, right. Going, <laughs> like, am I just being ungrateful? Like what right. is the deal with me? And it is like so interesting about this game of becoming because I think the game of becoming, if you're not sure, uh, if you're not sure exactly like what's happening inside, you're never going to have clarity outside of yourself. Like that is a lesson I'm learning over and over. Like if you're not clear what's going in here, you're never going to have clarity outside of yourself. And so what I started to learn again, like talk about like how it was changing and adapting and growing. I think being married was such a huge part of that as well as like coaching and therapy and just like trying to understand myself. And I think that what I started to realize was um, I think that, I think that um, like one of my talk about like you're a zero on politeness, right? Like, I'm on the opposite end. And I think in a lot of ways, that's really served me. And I think like the truest nature of that politeness and people pleasing is nurturing. Mm. Innately inside of me to like love on you and to tell you the true parts that are amazing about you. But I think you, you push that to a degree that's too far. Overly polite, overly people pleasing. And I started to recognize this pattern in my life so much so that it became so clear incessant need to please which again let's talk about like growing up trauma learnings a lot of things right like this incessant need to please um almost like lured me away and and I learned that there was the distance I was feeling was the accumulation of decisions that did not serve me but served other people in my business Mm. and not like other people like put the customers first like somebody on my team had an idea that like, if I'm being honest, I didn't love it. It wasn't a bad idea. It didn't sit right with me, but I didn't want to hurt their feelings. So I said, why don't we give it a go? Things to that effect. And so things like that kept building and building until the distance that I felt is all of a sudden the company that I was building, it was not a company for me. It was a company to please. Yep. And, um, and again, like what a beautiful and terrifying realization where I think uh, to be to be like really honest, the initial emotion that I felt was I was so mad at myself. Mm. I was so mad at myself because I was like, Catherine, have we not learned this lesson already? Like you're a 30 year old woman. Like, how are we still playing this game of like wanting to please everybody? Like, and like, I can point to like seven experiences, like major pivotal experiences where I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do this, this. I'm not gonna do this. Like I learned quote unquote, this lesson. Like, how did I not recognize that this was happening in this area of my life? So isn't it, much isn't it so. so interesting how some of these things are so ingrained? Uh, like they're so crazy. ingrained and it's like it's so part of who we are. Like it's going against our identity to do anything different. So crazy. Totally. And so like to give like a specific example, like one of the, one of the things that I was just spending so much dissonance with was my group coaching program. And again, the thing that was confusing about that is the, the, the nature of the coaching program was build a million dollar movement. The thing that was confusing about my dissonance with it is, do you want to know what people were doing? They were building literal million dollar movements, zero to seven figures inside the program. It actually worked, right? And so for me to feel so much dissonance to it, like didn't make sense to me until I recognized that a lot of that program had been outsourced and it wasn't built by me. And it, and it was the mm-hmm. ideas of a lot of different people. And that's not to degrade 
um, like collaboration and different things like that. But I do think that there is a difference between collaboration and compromising on what it is that you think you should do in your business to move forward, yep. to promote your integrity and your beliefs. And that was where, again, I made some decisions where I was like, oh, let's give it a go, you know? And again, the ideas were great and the ideas worked. I mean, people are making a million dollars in the program that's supposed to make you a million dollars. Like it wasn't that these ideas were bad and that these things didn't work, but it was between what was being yeah wasn't actually coming from me and what I felt about. And so mm. once I realized that, again, the initial thing was I hate myself, where you're like, come on, Catherine. <laughs> like, oh my right, God. right, right, right. Um, and then again, I think there's like this of of terror, like genuine fear where you're like, wow, now that I know what's happening, it's sometimes it's almost, and again, you don't realize this in the moment. Sometimes it's easier to live in uncertainty because you don't have to do anything about it. Like you don't know what to do. And so you don't act. And then once you have certainty, the second wave of terror comes in because you're like, crap, I either need to like disregard this completely and move forward. Or I have like a lot of painful decisions to make. Well, back in a place of alignment and integrity in terms and, of who I am and what I'm producing. And when you are in a position of uncertainty, you say like, it's easier to just like stay there. That mm -hmm. is where I have found that I've noticed so many times that's where addiction to avoidance oh. comes in mm -hmm. because now it's like, it's much easier to go smoke a cigarette. It's much easier to go turn on the TV. It's much easier to go online shopping. It's much easier to go. And then there's this trigger that comes in over mm -hmm. and over and over and like in those moments i have found at least in my personal life and i'm very blessed to not have dealt with a lot of addictions like like physical addictions or drug addictions or like like things like that like a lot of people do struggle with in that but like for me that addiction was some other form of pleasure right mm -hmm. whether that was i'm just gonna go eat right or i'm gonna go just yeah. spend a bunch of money to pump up my ego right that was that was my thing is i always anytime i would feel bad about myself i would just go do something that made me look cool or made me mm -hmm. perceived right like it was like yeah. this and it was like because i was like well i make more money than my friends so let me just now i feel good about myself again right and, and it was yeah. like when you are in that uncertain moment that is the time when it is the most important time to face it head on right yes is to face that because if you don't you will pick up things that you don't even realize that you're doing until three months six months a year down the road and you're like how the Frick, did I get here? And it's because yeah. you're not addressing that thing head on. So didn't mean to interrupt totally. you, but yeah. No, and I think that's totally true. And so again, the decision was, am I going to look away or am I going to move? And yeah. um, I feel grateful to have enough experiences in the past to know that if I don't move, then I'm going to move eventually because my soul will just stir me until I don't, you know? And so I was like, okay. And it was awesome. It was like actually just like soul reviving to be mm. able to see so clearly like, wow, like I'm obsessed with this part of my business and I love it and I believe in it and I will sell it from the rooftop and this not so much. And I think there's like a lot of amazing things happening with this person on my team and this one, they're incredible. And the direction this business is moving, we actually don't fit anymore. Like it's not like a, like a commentary even on performance. It was just like, we just don't fit and therefore right. there's dissonance. And um, again, talking about being a, like the theme, like child to a woman where it's like, my people pleasing self would just on because factually they're really good. But again, being a woman, it's like, I, I know where we're going and I know that we don't need your specific set of services moving forward. Mm. And, uh, and so like needing to again, like kill the part of my people pleasing self. And so it's like, cool. What does it look like to really um, like maturely 
and in a way that um, that doubles down, I think, on the on the uh, positive side of my people pleasing and nurturing. What does that look like to part ways with somebody in a way that they're completely nurtured, um, but doesn't compromise me and what's going on? And the thing yeah. that's amazing, you approach it from a place of clarity and like that. I mean, we end, I ended up parting ways with a few members of my team, and I've I've helped them place new jobs. Amazing. If you want help finding a new place, I'm more than happy to search my network because I think what you do is incredible. And I'd yep. love to nurture you in that sense. And again, like literally from one to the next, oh, got it up, easy child's play like that. And again, nobody was upset. And even then for the people that were like, that I did let go, they're like, no, that makes total sense. Thanks for being so clear with me. And then to, for mm -hmm. me to follow and be like, okay, cool. Let's talk about what this needs to look like for you though, so that you're in a good place. Like yeah. such an easy conversation rather than get out. And yeah. I just think I feel really grateful. And so again, it just like started this process of clearing debris where it was like, how do I get rid of the noise? How do I get rid of the debris? How do I purify what it is that Design Hacking Studios is? And it's like really interesting. I think I'm like, to be honest, like Josh, like I am, uh, I think I'm a little bit still in the phase of you going on your walk and I haven't sat on a rock yet where I've got a lot of clarity. Mm. Like the voice hasn't come. But I think the thing that has been really uh, aligning, and this is something my mom has always taught me. She goes, go where there's light, walk where there's light. Like wow, if you don't know, you don't need to know everything, but take a there feels light. And I think what makes sense a lot for me in my business is this concept of like clearing debris. So like this coaching program, I was in love with the content, less with the format, transitioned it into something called sunroom sessions. I can't tell you how alive my soul is. People fly in, we have a thousand foot sunroom in my house, we fly in rather than taking like forever to do it, we pound out the material in three days. And like, I kid you not, like this last Sunday session was all about how to book joint ventures and speaking gigs. It ended on Saturday night, Monday morning, somebody booked. Like wow. we just do the crap, right? It's been so fun to see my soul. It's just a shift where even Travis was like, hey, like you're about to have 20 people here. How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm actually like really pumped. Like, I actually yeah. feel really excited for them to come. And again, that was just such a contrast for what was happening that last 12 months of like dissonance, dissonance, dissonance. Like, I didn't want to show up rather than being like, oh my gosh, is it time yet? Can they come? Can yeah. they come? Yep. And so I think in clearing the debris, what I'm finding is that there is actually like a lot of room and space for me to grow and expand and pour and things like that. And um, I... Uh, given myself permission and i say that like very seriously because it is not my nature but i've given myself permission to not have a long-term plan okay it's like, okay i am very clear what's happening the next six months in my business and i don't 100 know what's happening after that but i have 17 ideas and there and i'm walking where there is light and like genuinely praying for god to guide me to help me to know how do I best utilize my skill set in terms of what can I what can I do that will be and do the most good for me and my family and the people around me. And like what a beautiful thing. I've like reached this point where it's like, oh yeah, it's not stressful anymore. It's kind of like how fun to just try and be open to understand what I love from God to try and understand patterns from the universe. Like that might sound super hippie and dumb, but really beautiful space to be in to say I am just open and I'm like really genuinely excited to figure out the next step so for now I mean I'm having the time of my life I have Sunday sessions I'm doing CF design school 2.0 I mean we're like launching all these master like there's like it's not like I'm just like, movement, right. like yeah there's movement 
mean, there's anything like, it's just fun to be like, okay, cool. Like the original version of what I thought design hacking studios was going to be, I think is now dead and have fun wow. that we get okay, to now. I, 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 paint a here, though. I have to, yeah. I want to, I want to just like commend you and celebrate this with you and recognize this though, because like I've known you for a couple of years mm -hmm. and like we've worked together and mm -hmm. I've seen your calendar and I've watched your trainings and I see how you operate. And like you said this at the beginning, like you're like, I have yeah. to know 10 steps of 10 steps, right? Yeah, you've and seen like, it. Oh my gosh. It's like, you have to know every, and like one of the first things that you did, like when you were like, we're working together and thankfully like I had worked with other people, not, not to the degree of you, but like that needed that. So like, we already had that kind of prepared of like, okay, this is what to expect, boom, 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 like every step of the way, but like you needed it. Right. And it was like, that was yeah. the thing. And I just want to commend you for making the shift and opening up and being open to like accepting things by faith. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll, uh, I think that's incredibly powerful. I'll, I'll tell a quick story about this. Like for me, like when I, when I started studying the Bible uh, again, after I kind of came back to, to God and like, was you know really like convinced, I'm like, all right, I've got like God and religion and purpose. Like, this is something I want to like really, you know, go through and do. I sit down with my pastor and um, I've gone through many different churches. I haven't really found any pastors that I like. And then I found this guy, his name's Steve. And he's just, he's just, he's Australian. He's got this accent. He's just the best storyteller, like rivals Russell, right? Could be better, right? Like just phenomenal. And so I, I asked him out to lunch and we sit down and I was like, Steve, I have to know. I was like, I've got to know that the Bible is 100% completely true, right? You've got to like, because if I'm not going to dedicate my entire life to something, if I don't know absolutely that it is true. And like, for me, what I was asking for is I want to know the exact steps of what I should do for the rest of my life, right? Like, that's what I wanted. Right. Yeah. And it was funny. Here's this pastor. He's been a pastor for 13 years of this church. He's gone through, he speaks all over the world, right? He speaks all over the world, all these Buckingham palace and all these. And he looks at me and we're sitting there at lunch and he's like laughs and he goes, Oh, Josh, he's like, I, I can't tell you that the Bible is real hundred percent. Like, I don't know. He's like, there's some things that you just have to accept by faith. And sometimes God mm -hmm. just calls you to just do the next thing that he calls you to do and accept the rest yeah. by faith. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm seeing that in you, which is like, you've come to this point where you've, you've gone to God and I know you're religious. So I, you know, I can say that like, and you've got to be like, okay, God, what's the next step? And let me yeah. embrace that fully. And let me go through and, do, and look at what's happened. And so I just want to, I want to recognize you and commend you for that because I know that's a huge step for you. And I'm absolutely certain yeah. that, you know, you're yeah, it's not my nature. You've seen my calendar, but you all know four, four day weeks. I'm working on my house Friday, Saturday, like, it's amazing and i think it's like really interesting the the like in terms of like walking by faith and go where there is light it's like i feel really awesome about cf design school 2.0 we're like being in an upsells like basically creating like a master's degree for cf design school like i'm literally like so jazzed about those things Center nice. so and i like i feel really grateful i feel really excited about like what the business trajectory looks like for the next little bit but the impression that i get in terms of understanding like cool what's the what's the bigger vision is rather than study this or do this actually is make space like clear debris mm. and make space and i remember when um i started a mission trip for my church in los angeles and it was a proselyting mission proselyting and service so we do service and then if people want to know about jesus we'd be like cool let's pop open the bible and talk about it and it's so awesome when you're um like just living that way i mean that's all you're doing and, um, but I remember I was getting frustrated one time because there were all these people that are like, yeah, like come over, teach us the Bible. And then they bail on you. Right. And so we kept people and that were like, so wishy-washy. And like, when you have dedicated your life 100% to Jesus on this trip for two years, you're like, 
you're, you get frustrated with people that are like, oh, I can't come or blah, right? And then when you do meet somebody that's like, I'm all in, it's like a beautiful thing. They're like, I'm in and I'm ready and let's go. And so I remember praying one day and being like, God, like I know that there are people that are ready to give themselves to you right now. Like help me to find them. Like, washies like maybe this is terrible people like i like can't deal with them right now like tell me to find the people that want to go right now and um and i remember this like impression and and like again you said you heard a voice my i've never like heard a voice mine is always just like a thought comes in my head and i follow it right like if there's light i follow it so i remember like praying and over the course of several days and i had the impression one time that was go look at your calendar Like, go look at what was happening. And we looked and in this, in our planners, like literally every hour was stacked with people, 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 and people that were kind of being annoying, right? To me, where they would bail, bail, a little bit kind of flimsy, like uh, flaky, excuse me. And the impression I received was like, God, or Catherine, like, I can't fill your calendar with people that are ready to move if your calendar's filled with all this junk. So clear your calendar. Like, even if I had 40 people to give you right now, there's nowhere for me to put them, sweetie. So clear your calendar so I can actually put the things in your life that you want in. And it's like so crazy how that continues to be a theme in my life. And that's what I see right now, where it's like, Catherine, listen, you, you want revelation. You want clarity. You want insight. Build space for me to give it to you, sweetie. Like, sit and listen and make space where... On the weekends, all you have to do is paint your house. So what do you do? You paint and you think and you listen and you paint and you talk to Trav and make time when you're going on walks and make time in the morning to do yoga and to do this and create time to connect with your family and friends. And again, it's like not my nature. That is not my nature. My nature is, hey, I'm going to go a million miles an hour and I'm actually going to do better than everybody else. And I'm going to make more money than everybody else. And I'm going to make you guys look better doing it, right? Like my like number three on the Enneagram is like sometimes out of control. I'm a three sub one. So achiever and then perfectionist. So not only am I going to win, I'm going to win. It's going to look better than everybody else's, right? And so to get to a point, and again, I like talk about like the beauty of marriage where Travis, Travis is more naturally inclined to be still. It is his Mm. nature. Like, I we live, sense that when I talk to him. Oh, his his soul is beautiful. I'm telling you what, like the world needs more Travis Licious. And like we live like right at the base of this, like at the mountain, like right by a trailhead. So the other day we had these deer coming to our backyard. So cool. And our sunroom, how it works is um like depending on where the you can either see in or see out. It basically helps um it acts as insulation. So during the day you can see out, but nobody can see in. And so we had these deer come in. And so they can't see us. We can just see them. So Travis, like, Catherine, come, come look at the deer. Like, oh my gosh, there's a mom deer and a baby deer. And I was like, oh, cute. I mean, I look at him for like two minutes and I'm kind of like, okay. I mean, deer, you know. <laughs> Travis sat at that window and just watched them for 25 minutes. Wow. And I kept checking back and just being like, you good? And he's like, he's like, you got to come look at these people again. Like these deers again. It's like amazing what they're doing. And like, what do you think they're doing? What do you think they're thinking about? What do you think's going on? I'm just looking at this man being like, you are not a normal man person too. And I think that he's right. Like, I think that there is beauty and stillness and beauty and observation. And I feel really grateful to live with somebody who is naturally inclined to be that way. And anyway, so like, I know that my soul is on fire about XYZ. 
And I, I don't exactly know what the repercussions of that look like on a huge grand scale. And for the first time in my life, like genuinely six months ago, I couldn't have said this to you, that that actually feels exciting to me now. I love that. Whereas six months ago, it was legitimately can't go to sleep fear. And I think it is just beautiful. I think uh, you shall receive. I really believe that. And I just, again, like there's some things that are really clear in the next six months that are happening in my business. The next six months, less clear. And the game plan now is make space and go where there is light. I love it. I don't want to cut you off. I know you have a hard cut off. And so there's Mm -hmm. a couple rapid fire questions that I want to get to. I really appreciate you saying that. I know no, that's fine. I have three questions for you that I, I like to ask people at the end of it, but I just want to make, okay. make time, make space. I want to make some space for this right, right now um, for that. But I really appreciate you sharing that uh, with of us. Course. I think that was really, really powerful. Okay. Uh, three rapid fire questions that I have. I like to ask these questions at the end of the podcast. Um, in Think Different Theory, I had a couple different questions that I asked. I've changed them now because um, okay. it's a refined message right now. So uh, the first one is uh, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you do today? Like you knew you were going to die tomorrow. I would figure out how to be with all my mm. like how do I get my mom and my dad and Travis's parents and Trav and my siblings all in a room oh, and I think I wouldn't tell any of them I was dying mm. I think I would just be mm. I think that's what I'd do and mm. probably get a ice cream sundae <laughs> probably get an ice cream sundae all right I love it I love it okay uh question number two what is one thing that has been like one truth that has been true your entire life that has never changed. I think as we grow so many different things that we like mm-hmm. believe to be true or like we know whatever, like they change as we grow, we're like this changes, this changes. But like, what is something that's, it's never changed. You've known to be true. It's always true. And it's always served you. Mm. You know, it's interesting. And, yeah. What? That was Russell's answer. Mm. Yeah. It is yeah, like a child. really beautiful I'm a, well, I'm a child thing of God, yeah. to believe that I have a God who want, who loves me and wants everything good for me. He's mm. not punishing me. He's not yeah. uh, trying to make me fail. It's, hey, yeah. you're my kid and I'm going to help you. I feel really yeah, grateful for, sure. for that. I love that. All right, last question for you. Uh, what is your... Okay, so this podcast is all about being smart, becoming smart, mm-hmm. or at least smarter for those of you that are like, I'm already smart. Okay, fine, we're getting smarter. All right, what is your number one smartness hack? Like, the hack or the, the the tactic that you would use that you would encourage someone like doing this will make you smarter. Write down everything you don't know mm. and check it off one by one, trying to figure it out. That's really like cool. the scariest, most unintelligent thing you could ever do is assume you know everything. That's so awesome. I think being really clear about what you don't know and then making a plan to figure out how you could get more clarity on that. It's actually really ennobling. And all of a sudden questions or doubts aren't so overwhelming. That's amazing. Guys, Catherine Jones, everybody. Catherine, thank you so much. I so appreciate you coming on here. This was amazing. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. Honestly, so happy for you. Can't wait to bond with you and your your wife. Who knows? Maybe our trajectories will be the same. It's like, maybe we coordinate when we have kids or something. You know, we're kind of seeming to live a similar life these days, so. Maybe. Who knows? We'll, we'll see how it is. I mean, that, it's quite possible. Thank you so much for sharing freely. Guys, this has been Catherine Jones on the Josh Forty Effect. I appreciate you all. Go out there, change your life, change your world, learn how to write stories, make your life better. And, you know, you can directly affect the quality of your life by how smart you become. So learn to become smart. Catherine, thank you so much, guys. We'll see you soon. Peace. Bye, Josh.